Welcome to episode 74 of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Berry. Today's podcast is a different format from the usual guest interview. I alone will be speaking, and the topic is my views about gun control, specifically the guns used during school shootings. If you are a hard right gun-toting person who believes high-velocity guns and ammunition designed to inflict mass carnage on people should continue to be legal, this episode is not for you. Sadly, if the riddled bodies of little children don't change your mind, I know nothing I say will do so either, so don't listen. My audience for today's episode are those grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, and the public at large who are tired of politicians extending their thoughts and prayers to the victims and the families of those killed at Columbine, Sandy Hook, Uvalde, Buffalo, Boulder, Atlanta, Dayton, El Paso, Virginia Beach, Virginia Tech, Thousand Oaks, Pittsburgh, Parkland, Sutherland Springs, Las Vegas, Orlando, Roseburg, Oak Creek, Tulsa, and elsewhere. Thoughts and prayers mean nothing without action. And I know the power of people who join together make things happen. Think soccer moms, think parents of children with autism. If you are as enraged as I am, that day after day, the news is filled with reports of the slaughter of innocent people who should have been safe learning in their schools, praying at their houses of worship, shopping at their neighborhood grocery stores, and and performing their duties in their work environments, then you can make a difference. If you are as irate as I am, that Congress has not passed legislation to minimize these killing fields, then you can make a difference. If you are as furious as I am when you hear politicians say, guns are not the problem, mental health is, then you can make a difference. Please continue to listen and I will show you how. There is no doubt that the lack of mental health services in the United States is a huge problem, but guns are the issue I am addressing today. In particular, the AR-15, which is designed as a semi-automatic version of the military-grade M16. In fact, the AR-15 first was marketed to the military as a lighter weight version of the M16. It is the AR-15 that gunmen used in the most recent attacks in Buffalo, Uvalde, and Tulsa. During the next few minutes, I will give you nine facts. I will ask you to think about five things. I will ask you to do five things to protect our children and grandchildren. And I will give you four resources. Don't worry about taking notes. Links to the resources and support for the facts I cite are in the show notes. Since I will be mentioning lots of statistics, the complete transcript is in the show notes as well. First, the facts. One, the gunman who massacred 19 young children and two teachers and wounded 17 others in Ovalde took more ammunition into Robb Elementary School than a U.S. soldier takes into a wartime battle. Texas Department of Public Safety Director Stephen McCraw 
said the gunman fired 142 rounds at the children and around the school. He legally bought two AR-15 rifles and more than 1,600 rounds of ammunition in the days after his 18th birthday at a cost of about $4,000. Some reports say he saved money working at Wendy's. Other reports say he bought the guns and ammunition on credit. I don't know. Two, since the massacre in Evaldi, May 24th, 2022, as of June 3rd, 2022, there have been 21 mass shootings throughout the United States. Three, according to the Gun Violence Archive, from January 1st to June 3rd, 2022, 18,346 people have died from gun violence, which includes 222 mass shootings and 12 mass murders. Of the more than 18,000 killed, 695 were children ages 17 years old and younger. And during that same period, 15,389 people were injured from gun violence. 1,724 of those injured were 17 years old and younger. Four, most models of the AR-15 were illegal in 1994 when Bill Clinton was president. That ban lasted until 2004, then it lapsed. The National Rifle Association and other forces thwarted the renewal of that ban. Fact five, Bernie Sanders has said that during the assault weapons ban from 1994 to 2004, mass shootings went down 43%. After it expired, mass shootings tripled. Fact six, experts estimate private Americans own more than 19 million AR-15s and the high-powered rifle makes up only a fraction of the overall U.S. gun market. Fact seven, Texas has some of the most relaxed gun laws in the whole United States. Last year, Texas Governor Greg Abbott relaxed gun laws even further, allowing most Texans to carry handguns openly in public without any training or permits. Long guns, such as the weapons used in last week's attack already could be carried without a permit. Fact eight, Governor Abbott blames the mass shooting in Evalde on mental health issues. He said, and I quote, we as a state, we as a society need to do a better job with mental health. Anybody who shoots somebody else has a mental health challenge, period. We as a government need to find a way to target that mental health challenge and to do something about it, unquote. In April, he announced he would be moving nearly $500 million from state agencies to fund Operation Lone Star, a Texas-Mexico border security initiative jointly being conducted by the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas Military Department. Of that nearly $500 million, $210.7 million was from the Texas Health and Human Services, the agency that oversees mental health programs. 
if Governor Abbott believes mental health is the root cause of mass shootings, why did he slash the funds from that budget? Fact nine, according to historian Heather Cox Richardson, a poll shows, quote, huge support for gun regulations. It showed that 88% of voters support background checks on gun sales, while 8% oppose such checks. 84% of voters support preventing gun sales to people who have been reported to police as dangerous by a mental health professional. Only 9% oppose that. 77% of voters support requiring guns to be stored in a safe storage unit, while only 15% oppose such a requirement. A national database for gun sales has a 75% approval rate and an 18% disapproval rate. Banning assault-style weapons like the AR-15 has an approval rating of 67% of the voters, while only 25% disapprove. Republicans appear to be doubling down on their support for expanded gun rights trying to convince gun owners that the regulations under which we lived until 2004 will somehow end gun ownership altogether. Now, here are five things to think about. Number one, my question is, why would someone oppose stricter gun regulations? If universal background checks and red flag laws create barriers to someone owning a gun, then they must be a person who should not have one. Two, I am a retired teacher. I practiced active shooter drills with my students. And even though the students and the teachers knew the drills were practice only, we still felt afraid. Active shooter drills hurt children emotionally, especially since mass shootings occur at least once a week in the United States. Experts recommend talking openly with your children and teaching them relaxation strategies such as breathing techniques to calm their fears. And within the next few weeks, I will have a guest on the podcast who will address how to help your grandchildren not have so much anxiety. Here is another statistic to think about, and it is shocking. Number three. Patrick Sharkey is the William S. Todd Professor of Sociology and Public Affairs at Princeton University. He has studied the public's anger and sadness about mass shootings. His research shows the public's anger and sadness fade after four days, four days. He says that, quote, doesn't mean we forgot about the shooting or no longer cared. It just means that we returned to our lives, that the horror of what had happened had moved away from the forefront of our consciousness, even as the sadness and anger lingered in the background. Four days and the raw emotions fade. I can tell you, I am not one whose raw emotions have faded after four days. I am very upset about this. I own a gun. I, it's registered. I practice good safety, gun safety habits. My late husband was a hunter. I am not an advocate for banning guns. I only am advocating banning assault style rifles and strengthening background checks 
and red flag laws. Number four, the fourth point to think about is a 2019 research report from Harvard Business School. It shows gun-related bills increased at the state level following mass shootings. However, and this is what I need you to think about, with few exceptions, the legislation relaxed gun restrictions. I wanna repeat that. The research shows the legislation relaxed gun control following mass shootings. This is in particular in Republican controlled state legislatures. Mass shootings have led to a large increase in legislation designed to loosen gun restrictions. Ask yourself why. And that's because constituents and organizations who want fewer gun restrictions write letters and donate money to politicians. In other words, money talks. The fifth point I want you to consider is that 18-year-old adults, especially males, are not mature enough to own guns. The human brain's prefrontal cortex does not mature until a person is about 25 years old, which often leads to impulsive behavior. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that controls our executive functioning. It's like the CEO of the brain. And males especially do not understand the consequences of their behaviors. Therefore, young adult males are far more reckless and prone to violence than their counterparts in other age groups. And their leading causes of death include fights, accidents, and driving too fast. An expert who will explain brain function and impulsivity more fully will be a guest on an upcoming episode of the Adventures with Grammy podcast. So what can we do to keep our children and grandchildren safe? There are five simple steps. The first one is call your congressional representatives, those in the Senate and the House. The second is to call your state and local representatives. The third, write letters to the editors. Fourth, respond to people on social media with facts. And five, vote every single election. We cannot afford to be complacent. Now, when you call your representatives, when you write letters to the editor, when you respond to people on social media, what do you say? You say, we have to ban high velocity assault weapons and the ammunition that goes with it. We have to strengthen background checks. We have to pass strict red flag laws. And we have to raise the legal age to purchase guns to at least 21. I personally think it should be 25. Now, here are some resources. The first is on June the 8th at 10 a.m. Eastern time, Representative Carolyn B. Maloney, the chairwoman of the Committee on Oversight and Reform, will hold a hearing to examine the gun violence epidemic in the United States. The link to watch this is in the show notes. This committee has been examining gun violence in the US for several years. And in 2019, launched an investigation into gun dealers that sell guns used in crime. On April 28, 2022, the committee released preliminary findings from its investigation, showing that a small number of gun dealers particularly those in states with lax gun laws, 
have sold thousands of guns used in violent crime. On May 27th, 2022, the committee sent letters to five leading manufacturers of semi-automatic rifles for information related to the manufacture, marketing, and sales of their weapons to understand how these guns are fueling the gun violence epidemic and to inform gun safety legislation. The hearing will examine the urgent need for Congress to pass common sense legislation most Americans support. This includes legislation to ban assault weapons, bolster background checks on gun purchases while respecting the rights of law abiding gun owners. Speaking at the hearing will be a pediatrician from Ovalde, Texas, and the parents of murdered Uvalde student Lexi Rubio and a fourth grade survivor of the Uvalde massacre. The other resources are the Sandy Hook Promise, the Gun Violence Archive, and Brady United. I urge you to consider what I have said. I urge you to look at those statistics on those three websites and the facts that will be presented during that hearing and formulate in your own words, letters to the editor and calls and letters to your municipal, state and federal legislators. Together, if we join forces, together we will be able to greatly reduce, if not end, gun violence in schools, in our shopping centers, and our places at work. Thank you.